Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Mark Fortune. Thank you for joining us, Mark. Thanks, John, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, let me tell you all a bit about Mark. So Mark is a small business marketing consultant, master certified duct tape marketing consultant, and also a co-author of the recent Amazon bestseller, The Small Business Owner's Guide to Local Lead Generation. In 2014, Mark began pursuing a long-time dream and opened his firm, Fortune Marketing, with the goal of working with small businesses to help them grow and prosper. So Mark, he's got a lot of, he's got a wealth of information to share with us. We're going to talk today about online marketing systems, which is something I'm very passionate about. Mark is extremely knowledgeable on and, and I and it's something we were talking about before we came on here. We were sort of talking about, okay, what can we focus on? And something I feel is so important that we can overlook our systems, our online marketing systems, in you know, getting overwhelmed with all the stuff that we're taught that we need to do online and the distractions we can get. So we're gonna, it's good that we can focus on that. But before we do that, I always like to ask my guest, Mark, to tell us a bit about themselves so we sort of get a bit of a connection with you, a sort of bit of understanding of who... Mark Fortune, the person is, and how you got to where you are today. So if you'd like to tell us a bit about growing up years, maybe key things that happened when you were young or influences or people that sort of shaped the direction that your life took. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks again for having me, John. Um, yeah. So I um, opened this business about four years ago just to work with small businesses, but for 20 plus years prior to that, most of my professional career after university, um, I worked in sales and marketing leadership roles at, at, you know, billion dollar publicly traded companies to small startup type companies. Um, and just really over the course of, 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 of my career gravitated towards small businesses. And it's mostly because I guess it's for a number of, of reasons, but one is, uh, my father was a small business owner. I grew up in and around small businesses. I'm, I'm used to that sort of entrepreneurial, um, uh, sort of activity and organization. Um, and I just, I, I'm, I'm a, I read everything, right? And I was constantly reading about business and business theory and business strategy and marketing strategy. And it just sort of led me towards small businesses. I, I think what I really enjoy about working with small businesses is that it's, um, you know, we can put activity out today and see results today if need be, right? When you're in a, you know, billion dollar plus publicly traded corporation, it'll be months or years down the road if you see the results of your activities many times. So I really enjoy working with small businesses. I enjoy, you know, I'll talk to eight different companies today. I think that's a blast. I have a lot of fun trying to figure out what small businesses, you know, what makes them tick and, and working with entrepreneurs and working with business owners who are trying to pursue a dream. That's really sort of a passion of mine to, to serving and helping those folks. And it's just sort of evolved that way. I, you know, I started in the corporate world like so many folks do and just not, uh, slowly exited my way out. I didn't know that that's where it was going to happen, but you know, the path of a, of a career is never a straight line. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, we're based in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. So, so down here over in the States and, uh, 
really enjoy living down here and wife and two kids and having just tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Mark. We, we had a similar background in that my, my father also had a small business. And I know reading up a bit about you, so you got to see the struggles of a small business owner with your father. And my father had the same thing. He had his successes. He had his struggles. He sort of had a few different businesses over the years. He does painting. He's a painter background. <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking, what business did your father or your parents have and how were they with, how did they cope with running their own business? Yeah. So, um, my father was in a, it was a wholesaling business. He was a beverage distributor. Um, so he, you know, his customers were the retail outlets, right? Be they restaurants or convenience stores or grocery stores, that sort of thing. Um, and, but then his supplier were certain manufacturers. So he's, you know, the, the distribution arm, the middleman in between all of that. Um, and the, so the marketing side of it wasn't as big a deal because the product was just going to sort of be there though. You were fighting for retail shelf space against other, other brands. Right. So that was always a, a struggle. I think a lot of it, you know, what I enjoyed seeing was that we knew everybody who worked in the business, right? All of the employees, all of their families, these were all people we knew. I grew up with them. We grew up around their, you know, things that we did in the business. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but, it was, you know, the struggles came more down to you just always sort of feeling pressure from each side, right? The manufacturer wants, wants you to sell more, the retailers want better pricing, and you're sort of caught in the middle. At the same time, you've got to try to serve everybody quickly and accurately. So that was, um, but that's the environment I grew up in. I mean, I grew up, you know, playing in the warehouse and watching the trucks come in and trucks go out and forklifts load trucks and unload, you know, trains and trucks and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, it was a lot of great memories associated with it. Mm, yeah, excellent. And so you went from corporate to starting your own firm and helping small businesses. Why did you make that decision? Like, I, I know I've, I've, I didn't, I wasn't um, similar. I come from a similar situation, not so much corporate, but I, I, I sort of, my agencies also target small businesses. I, I mean, I found that there was a, there's a lot of people out there offering services with digital marketing services and I, I got I had friends of mine they were being approached and they, they were being sold SEO companies for example that I knew were doing nothing for them I can tell you I looked at the what they were proposing and the keywords they were targeting and it's pretty shock I, I found it's, it can be quite shocking not everyone's like that so that's sort of what got me thinking hey maybe I should help small businesses out with digital marketing because, but I don't know, did you find the same thing or what, or what brought you into the space that you're in? Well, I got, I got into the business because I was a sales and marketing director for a very, for a small company. Um, and if you're sales and marketing director for a small company, you're mostly sales. <laughs> it's usually a matter of pursuing the next deal and closing the next deal, especially in the B2B space, which is, which is where I was. And that was good. And that was fun. But, I was also sort of getting to a point professionally and personally where I was like, well, I'm ever going to scratch this entrepreneurial itch, right. And try to build something that I own and build a business and and scale it and do all of that. The time's not going to get any easier. Right. I mean, it's just when you have personal commitments and professional commitments and responsibilities, it doesn't get easier to launch a business. So it was just sort of the now or never sort of thing. And I just sort of took the leap to do it. Um, And it's, and it's worked out well. So that's been great. Once I got in it, I absolutely saw exactly what what you're discussing, John. I mean, it, it I'm consistently amazed by um, 
what passes for marketing services out there in many instances where, um, you know, the small business owner is just not, for a lack of probably time and, and, and ability to concentrate on just figuring out online marketing, you know, they're, they're being sold a bill of goods by a lot of different folks out there that call themselves consultants or SEO experts or online marketing gurus that's really just, there's really just no value in it. And sometimes it can be completely black hat and really get a, a business in trouble. But more often than not, it's just sort of vanilla, plain middle of the road, really not going to have any impact on the business sort of stuff. And they pay a lot of money for this. So, you know, I sort of consider it marketing malpractice when I see situations like that. And I like to really try to dive in and figure out, you know, more often than not, we're scaling back what they do when we get in because they're doing 10 things and eight of them aren't working. So let's start with the two. I can add money to your bottom line right away by let's, let's turn the wasted spend off and let's just focus on a couple of really core strategies and build it back up from there. I see the exact same thing you do all the time. What drives me crazy is when and this happens a lot, they've been a, a small business owner has been sold. Um, and I'll say it's sold. They haven't been marketed to. They've been sold by somebody who's just cold calling like crazy has no idea what the business does, who their customers are, who their avatars are, who their personas are, and just tells them we're going to guarantee you first page rankings on Google, which sounds great, but it's totally unrealistic, right? <laughs> it's not a guarantee that, that anybody can deliver on. That's just not a promise that can be met. Um, but it sounds wonderful. So, you know, we really try to dive in and help figure out where some of the mess is and a lot of times sort of untangle the spaghetti that's going on to, to, to tackle all of this with small businesses. But that's been a very gratifying part of working is because you can almost always find um, some quick ways to help owners when you come in to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, tell us, um, uh, Mark, when something we talked about before, just before we got on air, we sort of talked about, okay, what, what specific topic can we focus on with online marketing? And we talked about online marketing systems and you sort of alluded to that in your comments just then that when you when you start working with a business, you look at, okay, how can we get results immediately? Because that's so important. I mean, there's so many things you could be doing with online marketing, but you don't want to be spreading yourself thin or doing things that are not really adding to your bottom line, i.e. not getting you leads, not getting you sales. So when, what, what um, give, give, give us, if you can, Mark, a bit of an overview, an overview, first of all, and then we'll dive maybe a bit deeper, but an overview in online marketing systems and, so when you, let's say you're consulting with a new client, what kind of things do you, are you talking about in creating an online marketing system? Sure. Well, we start with, um, I start with a lot of listening, right? And a lot of diagnosis. You know, my first conversations with clients hopefully has them talking a whole lot more than me because I'm trying to understand where they are, what they've been doing, what they're after, what their aspirations are and what their goals are. And then we sort of back up and figure out, okay, strategy before tactics, right? Let's start with who your ideal customers are, what your unique value props, you know, can and should be. And sometimes it's not what they think it is, right? We'll go out and talk and interview customers and hear, you know, sometimes it's online surveys, but you know, let's go listen to the market and say, why do they really value you? Is it because, you know, your widget performs great or is it because there's some service aspect or some other aspect of your business that really attracts people to you? And once we've got some of that down, then we'll start talking about how we're going to get those messages crafted and into the right online channels to make it work. Um, you know, I'm a big, a big advocate. Your online presence is always hubbed with your, um, with your website, right? That's the, that's the real estate you own, right? Everything else is a, 
is a spoke and sometimes sort of a rented bit of real estate that drives traffic back into your website. So we've got to make sure your website is, you know, optimized, built in the right CMS to, to perform, um, has all the, the foundational infrastructure on the back end in terms of security and all that good stuff. But what really matters is what are we going to do to drive traffic back in and the right kind of traffic, right? Everyone with a pulse is not your target market. Um, but you know, in online marketing, it's real easy to think it is because that, you know, that boost button's just a click away and it's real easy to go to try to, um, chase some of that traffic down, but let's really go after who your customers really are. And a lot of times while we're working on putting all that infrastructure in place, <clears throat> excuse me, we can go out to a current customer base with a, or, or a turned customer base with a win back offer or with a retention offer or with a loyalty offer and usually usually impact results positively in the short term just by doing that. And it's not that business owners don't know this, but they're usually so consumed with 18 other things they got to do that day that these types of activities tend to fall to the bottom of the, of the priority list. So we, I look for low hanging fruit while trying to put the real, the system for to sustain success over time in place. <clears throat> yeah, and a great example of that, I think, would be email marketing. For example, a lot of business owners know they need to be building a list, which is so important, <clears throat> but they don't know how to do it. They don't have the time to learn how to do it. And, and that's going to add a lot of value to the business. And, and you can create you know, automated sales funnels or you know, keep, keep those clients happy and uh, build relationships with your clients. Um, when you... What do, you, what do you find, Mark, is some of the low-hanging fruit as far as online marketing systems? When you, let's say you go to an existing business, and what's some key things that a lot of business owners are not doing, don't have in place with online marketing systems that they, should, that they really should start doing? Usually one, you know, you nailed one right up just there in your comments. Email marketing is almost always something that they're, you know, struggling with a little bit. And it may be because they're doing it, but a lot of times I see a, it's a once a month newsletter sort of thing and they just keep blasting the same list over and over. They're not, and they're sort of hoping somebody shares it or somebody forwards it, but it's not really a, a system for continually building that list and putting together a good um, content upgrade or lead magnet, magnet type of offer that they can put out there and sort of attract new leads in or new, new subscribers in. It sort of depends on the business. If you're a quick sales cycle, right? And it's a pretty short um, sales cycle or there's a very intent driven business, say a home services business that's trying to improve their online marketing. Um, almost always there's some things we can do in uh, lead generation, pay-per-click AdWords and or Facebook ads to generate leads in the near term. Um, about 50% of the time people are pursuing that and they're usually kind of struggling with whether or not it works. Um, and about half the time they're not doing it at all because they're a little intimidated by it or confused by it. And, you know, we're afraid of flushing a bunch of money without knowing how they're going to get the return. So while we're lining everything out, usually there's a, a, a lead generation through pay-per-click or Facebook ads um, or some email list building activities for longer sales cycle kind of businesses that can almost always be put place and start, um, start showing some results relatively quickly. Yeah. And I think a key thing too with uh, PPC marketing, so we're talking about Google AdWords, as you mentioned, Facebook ads. Uh, I remember working with, um, uh, usually I find when I start working with clients, their PPC campaign, like AdWords campaigns usually, are not too bad. Uh, like uh, uh, There's always room for improvement with their keywords and their ads and so forth uh, and group the way they group them. 
but I usually find the landing pages are shocking. <laughs> they're, yeah, sending, right. they're sending traffic to the wrong place. It's not the ads at all that's wrong, but they're sending people to their homepage, for example, where they should be sending to a dedicated landing page where you're asking them to take a specific action, i.e. sign up for your lead magnet or something like that. Right. Yeah, I should, uh, I should amend my earlier comments. You know, I just sort of assume that when we, when we go in and work with PPC, usually the first thing we do is we have to put a landing page in place, right? Because almost invariably, you're right, the traffic's going to a homepage that talks to everybody in the world, right? It's not focused on a specific problem they're trying to solve or a specific product or service that they offer. And it's sort of untargeted so that, you know, really hurts quality scores and costs them money and, and, and does all that. But if we can get a good landing page in place and silo it by the campaigns, right? Um, because you're right, many times they're grouped correctly, right? They know who they're after and they know what their profitable products and services are. They don't, aren't as aware of how to structure that campaign to get the most value for their investment um, when they're doing it. So yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. A good high converting, high performing landing page can make a world of difference with existing spend and existing keywords in pay-per-click. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, tell us what are some of the resources you can recommend to those that are listening? So let's say like uh, um, on their website, for example, for, creating websites or creating online systems or creating landing pages. What some great, yeah. So what's some good resources that you use or you highly recommend our listeners to be using? Oh man, I may just start rattling off a whole bunch of stuff. Let's see. So I'm part of the duct tape marketing um, consultant network and the whole framework of duct tape marketing is the framework of putting a small business marketing system in place. So sort of overarching, that's a great resource to, to check out and, and check out John Jance's work and the work we do in the consulting network. So that's sort of an overarching strategy or framework for everything, but specific resources, you know, we build, um, there's a lot of great landing pages tools out there. We tend to build in lead pages as much as anything else, but unbounce and, you know, even, um, and, and other systems, uh, these days, I, I tell my, my clients, I'll build a website in any CMS they want as long as it's WordPress. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very WordPress-centric just because it's so easy to use. Yeah, and I believe in the power of the community. And when so many sites are powered by that, you tend to get you know better resources are being built to hang on to it. Um, these days, we're building a lot in Thrive themes using Thrive Leaves for lead capture and slide inboxes and all that sort of stuff. So those um, that's a really good system, but there's lots of others out there. Um, we use for marketing automation to follow up. Um, I tend to use active campaigns these days because I think it's really good for smaller businesses, but all of the automation tools are, are very good and they sort of scale up with HubSpot and Infusionsoft and, and tools like that. Sometimes if we're starting at the very basic level and we're just trying to get them off the bat, um, lead pages with a, with a MailChimp autoresponder, you know, email list building sort of system can, can perform leaps and bounds above whatever they're doing these days. Cause you know, what, what, I, what I don't like to see, and I, and I see this far too often is their email list is stored on a spreadsheet and it goes out from their own personal account. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's good. You know, and, and maybe they're not taking as care as, as, as much care with opt outs and things like that as they should. But more often than not these days, they're at least on an email service provider, be that constant contact or MailChimp or AWeber or whatever it is. So it's just adding on and getting the maximum value out of, out of what they're doing. Yeah, it's so important to have that automated systems in place. So like you said, we're not using, you're not using spreadsheets. You're not using right. simple contact forms that you're just, and then capturing those emails on a spreadsheet. And 
Um, if, you, if you've got automated systems in place like autoresponders, like you mentioned, like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, um, it's just awesome because you, they, they go straight in, they get their promised lead magnet, their free report or their software, whatever it is you're offering, and then they can get that sequence and, um, and you know, you can have one-time offers, direct them to a special offer page and all that kind of stuff. So it is so, so very, very important. Can you tell us, Mark, what's some things, when you start working with someone, Mark, what's some of the biggest mistakes? And, you know, we've, we've mentioned land, not directing traffic straight to a landing page. Is there any other big mistakes that you see business owners making that you feel you need to share with those that are listening to make sure they don't make the same mistakes? Um, strategically, one of the biggest I see is spending money without much of a plan and they think they have a plan, right? But their plan is we need to be advertising on Facebook. That's start. <laughs> that might be the right channel for your traffic. That might be. And I think that's probably a very viable channel for nearly every business these days because that's where the eyeballs are, right? And that's where the attention is, but they're not taking full advantage of what they can do in Facebook marketing, you know, getting the pixel on your site, building custom audiences, building lookalike audiences if you have an email list. And a lot of times people just sort of look at me like, I, like I'm crazy because they don't know what these terms are, right, on the business owner side. We as digital marketers, you know, sometimes we have to slow down and remember that we have to explain some of this and do a little more educating up front because just because we know it and talk it every single day with, you know, 10 different clients doesn't mean that they've heard it all the time. So, you know, misdirected ad spend is almost always one of the first things that, that, that folks aren't doing well. And then sustaining that activity outside of a month, right? We run a lot into marketing idea of the week type of syndrome. And it's this week we really care about Instagram. And next week we care really a lot about Facebook. And what is LinkedIn and how does Snapchat work and all of that? And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> let's get down a plan and let's sustain, let's sustain some activity for a few weeks, for a few months before we branch into all of the other channels, right? Let's, let's mine this for all it's worth and really learn about our customers and really learn about engagement in that customer journey. And then we'll figure the rest of it out, right? Because what I just find is that people try too much too fast and it's really easy to do because it's very easy to spend money in these channels. Um, but slowing down and, you know, continuing to, to sort of plow the row you're on, so to speak, um, is, is, is something we try to get in place really fast. Cause usually almost always my clients are trying far too much to, to be successful. And I'm not trying to say do less from a return standpoint. I'm saying, let's do the right things and we'll, we'll layer on other activities as the business warrants it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, Mark, as you were talking, the thought came to mind too is about tracking out our activities. So you mentioned scaling back. Let's focus on some important things and get some results immediately, i.e. let's get some leads. Um, let's see how they're, they're converting from that traffic. And I think an important part of that is actually measuring what you're doing. So not just because let's say you're, you're doing uh, Facebook and you, you run this Facebook campaign and you start getting some sales. Um, on the back of your mind, you might be thinking, well, I do have a YouTube channel and I, I, I have been, um, or it might, be, it might be coming in from my SEO. You don't know, unless you're measuring, you don't really know exactly where your sales are coming from. And also even, let's say, let's say Facebook ads, for example, you might be split testing 
um, three different age groups or genders or something like that or uh, interests. Right. Um, so you definitely want to be tracking. Can you talk, talk a bit about how small business owners or, uh, should be using tracking and what tools are available for them? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, we always look, the first thing I look for is, um, well, there's two things I look for, especially if I can tell if they're doing a lot of online marketing is the Facebook pixel installed, right? Because then we can spend a lot of time um, thinking about audiences and what's being done and is Google Analytics in place on the website. If at least you've got those two things going, then we be, can begin to, to track against all the KPIs that we're talking about and do things like split testing and understanding results and conversion optimization and all, and all those sorts of things. But, you know, I try to work from, I, I try to, to tell my clients to work from the business result backwards, right? The ultimate result is new customers or increased sales. So what is the cost of getting those increased sales, right? We try to dive pretty quickly into what's cost per acquisition or cost per activity, whatever that is. If it's email signups, so you put a dollar in to boosting traffic on Facebook, how many, leads, how many email signups did you get back out if that's what you're trying to do and what's that cost per? And once a business owner starts thinking about those ratios, then you can begin to, it becomes pretty clear where the activity needs to go, right? And what levers need to be pushed. So, um, you know, basic analytics packages, even the, even the stuff that comes off the shelf free through Google analytics and some really good tag tracking and through Facebook's, um, uh, inherent or integrated dashboards can, can be really good. It takes a lot to sift through the data, right? If you've, if you've never stared at the power editor dashboard stuff, it'll make your eyes cross the first time out. So it takes a little work to get down to it. Um, but most of the time, if we can get those basic things in place, then we can start to get to the metrics that really drive the business. Um, you know, and then hopefully eventually we're going on to the really more advanced analytics packages as we get into it and more dedicated testing and split testing and AB testing and figuring out which audience performs better than another and add creatives testing and all of that. But usually that's a little bit, a little bit down the road. We're just trying to get the foundation built when, when we start working with folks because it's all rarely is it ever really there. They might know traffic, you know, we got 5,000 hits or 10,000 hits, but we don't really know from where or why or what they did when they got here um, or what action they took. So we're trying to get, we're trying to start with that. <clears throat> yeah, that's excellent. Thank you. Um, now we've talked quite a, a few different parts of the online marketing systems that we need to have in place. Was there anything you feel Mark that we've left out we need to talk about? I think there's a, a if, when you think about if you're a small business owner and you're trying to figure out what are some things I can start with today, um, you know, I, again, it's been a bit of a theme. Start with the channels that you feel most comfortable with. You don't have to be on five different social networks immediately. Um, you probably need to be on Facebook sort of regardless of what your business is. Cause it's just, there's so much traffic and so much um, richness in what you can do with targeting when, when you're into that. Um, so you need to think about that. But the one thing I really encourage folks to do, and it usually scares the heck out of them, is think about video, right? That is where engagement is. That is where traffic is. And nearly every platform has video integrated these days. And it's not as hard as you think, right? If you've got a laptop, like what we're doing right now, you can shoot a video. You've got a camera sitting right there. You're carrying a camera with you every day, <laughs> an HD camera. You know, and think about it. It's the same advice I give when we start with blogging and content marketing. Think about answering the questions your customers have for you. Um, look at your sent file in your email um, in your email program. 
because you're answering questions every day. So shoot a quick 30 second, 60 second video answering those customer questions. Get them on a YouTube channel. Integrate that with, say, a landing page if it's for a specific idea or onto your website. And you'll begin to see your traffic go up and onto your Facebook page um, because that's what people engage with, especially in a mobile, mobile first environment, which we're in. Um, video is just so important to, to engage with these days. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice right there, Mark. Um, I totally, totally agree with you. And actually, I was talking to someone earlier today, and I wasn't aware of this, but LinkedIn now allows you to upload video to your timeline. Yeah. So I've, I've heard that. I haven't played with it yet, but I will soon. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, everywhere. So Instagram's now video. Everywhere. Right. Everywhere is video. Yep. So true. Video is the way to go. And just people just respond to video much more than they do with text or with images. Um, it's definitely the, the what you... But we just every, don't have time to read a thousand words, right? I mean, we'll skim it. So it's very important that you structure your written content in a way that's easily skimmable, right? And every copywriting guru out there will tell you about headlines and subheads and bullet points and all that. But video is a way to get it all out there in a, in a pretty concise format. That's very engaging. Mm, yes. Yeah. Now I might, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, Mark. Uh, tell okay. us, uh, can you give us an example of like a case study? You don't have to mention specific names or businesses, but where you've able to, you, someone's come to you um, wanting to improve their online business. Uh, and you've been able to help them out. Can you can you share with us any examples? Uh, sure. There's there's several. I mean, we've been we've been in business nearly four years now, so there's a lot of different clients we work with. Um, it, I, a couple that come to mind right off the bat is we're actively engaged. This is a small client, but it's been a lot of fun to work with. With a well, I say fun. It's not necessarily a fun business, but the business is um, they sell pet cremation services. So they work. You know when a beloved pet um, dies and the pet owner's not sure what to do, but they want to take, you know, good care of Fido and all of that. Um, they, you know, they'll search for pet cremation and it's a local business. It has a specific trade area that he trades in. When we started working with him, he had a, um, had a website that was very um, not optimized at all. Very difficult to do. I think it was probably custom coded by somebody over a weekend. So it was, you know, not really on a CMS, very hard to manage. Um, and so we did exactly what you and I've been discussing. Um, so he, he wasn't ranking organically. So we decided we'll just buy the traffic, right? We'll buy our way to the, to the top of the ranks. And it was not a, you know, highly competitive category, not like personal injury law or something like that. So a good solid basic pay-per-click campaign with a good solid landing page, easy to fill out form, everything somebody needs to know because a pet owner doesn't really know how does this process work when they come in, spell it all out up front, make it very easy to call all the right extensions on the ads and it just started converting like crazy. Right. I mean, his business, awesome. you know, doubled within two or three months um, just because it was easy to, we made it very easy to solve the customer's problem when they came in. Um, so that was a very, that, that's a lot of fun to work on ones like that. Most of, most all of my other clients are longer sustained over time. I'm working with a couple of local businesses now whose online marketing um, sort of did the bought from a cold calling sales rep sort of thing and we're paying a lot of money and didn't know what they were getting. So we go in and in both cases, um, the website just wasn't going to get you there from here. So rebuild a new website, put it on a good solid WordPress platform, get a good theme built in, know what the keywords are that we're trying to rank for, 
start writing the, the correct kind of content consistently to rank in SEO, um, optimize that or amplify it through social media, and they're spending less than they were before and getting far greater results. Um, in one, one local business I'm working with, they are on the first page when we started. Their ranks were in the first page for, you know, they might have been for five or six different keywords, sort of long tail stuff, but now they're on the first page for 20 to 25 um, keywords that we rank for. Um, the number of new patient requests and appointment requests they get every day goes up 10 or 15% per month. Um, and so now we're able to go back into more long tail searches and start to try to rank for the really sort of niche sort of things that they know are going to be high converting because if you've got that much intent, you know, it's traditional long tail marketing. If you're, if you're after that, that specific of a, of a keyword, you're clearly going to buy, or there's, you know, a very, very high possibility that you're going to buy. Um, and we've actually, you know, we're probably back up above where they were spending before, but with far better results than what they were getting in terms of new patients and new leads and size of email trap or size of email list and engaging with those folks and just building a system. And I think the, the, the value we put in place for clients like that is, the results are absolutely the first thing, but the second thing is they don't worry about it anymore, right? This is not something that keeps them up at night and frustrates them, and they're trying to figure out how the heck to figure out all this online marketing stuff. You know, now they know they've got a system in place and have a high level of confidence that it's going to work and produce results for their business. So they can go out, like this particular client is getting ready to build a new building, right? They've grown so much they've got to expand. Well, they need to work, they need to focus on that right? Let, let the online marketing experts focus on generating enough traffic that they need that new building. Yeah. There's some excellent examples. I really appreciate you sharing those. And that sort of highlights what we've been talking about. And what I like about what you do, Mark, is it's results based. Right. Uh, and you said some awesome examples there, especially I really like the, the pet cemetery uh, cremation services example. It was so the, the system they needed to put in place, online market system, was not advanced. And it was not hard to do, not hard to do for you anyway, because you you know what you're doing. Um, it, you know you can you can get that into place very quickly, and the results are immediate. So you right. know, like you mentioned, you get a, a proper website up that Google likes, that's sort of built on a stable platform that they could scale if they want later. Um, simple simple PPC campaign, focusing on their services to a great landing page that converts well, that's, that's all you need really to turn a business around. Um, so. Yeah. And I, I mean, and we've begun to have a lot more conversations with online marketers that are purely online, right? They're just, um, they're sort of content centric, right? Maybe they're, they're after a more information product kind of business, you know, and it's technically easier to do than ever, right? All the technical tools are right there, but they don't necessarily know, where to start and what's the first thing they should tackle because there's 12 different things they could do. So we're, I'm beginning to do a lot more coaching and, and, and um, sort of advice sort of businesses uh, or, or services for how to build a proper website, how to drive traffic to that website, how to then monetize that traffic in terms of information products you can create because, you know, everybody's, it's sort of the whole, side gig thing, right? There's lots of people that want to do that on the side. Maybe they're working on another job, but they've got a real passion for say woodworking, right? And they've got a shop set up and they want to teach people how to build this bookcase or this bed or whatever it is. And it's technically speaking, it's never been easier to do, right? You can set up a website and start an email autoresponder in 20 minutes. 
but to do it well and to really target people and to gain that traffic is a whole different ball game. So it's, you know, I'm starting with what, what are you after? Let's start with the end in mind, right? Are you after a thousand email subscribers or are you after, you know, this much product sales and let's work backwards from that to what we need to do to get there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, now we sort of come to the end of our time. I really appreciate everything you shared today, Mark. It's been extremely valuable. Was there anything that you, any final thoughts that you had, anything that we haven't talked about you feel is important we talk about before we finish? I, I, the only thing I'd add is that, you know, if you're an online marketer and you're really trying to build a business and get going, focus is the key, right? Because it's very easy to get distracted by whatever else is going on in your life or whatever else is going on with your business. But set goals, set, you know, we're going to do these three things every day. I'm not getting up from the desk until I've done these three things. And notice that number was three, not 30. So, you know. Well, in my down. case, in my case, one thing, because I'm so... But I'm not, you know, I totally yeah. agree with you. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I think focus is the key. It's not because yeah. it's, t technologically speaking, it's never been easier, but that means it's also never been easier to get distracted. So focus on what's important and, and knock those out step by step. And you'll absolutely get there. You just got to stay dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah, awesome advice. Thank you. So again, we've been speaking with Mark Fortune, um, the uh, founder of, uh, so the business, sorry, again, is uh, Fortune Marketing. Fortune yes. Marketing. And Fortune the website. Marketing. Yes, thank you. So the website's fortunemarketinginc.com. So if you want to get in touch with Mark, is that the, that's the best place to go, Mark? Sure, that's the, that's the company's website. Um, all my social properties and content and all that stuff is, is linked there. So that's a great place to engage me. Um, and yeah, we'll just start there. I'm happy to chat with anybody. All right, fantastic. So again, we speak with Mark Fortune. Thanks so very much, Mark, for being here with us today and everything you shared. And I also want to thank everyone for being here today on this podcast episode. Thanks for having me, John. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so anytime through my website, johnlegadakis.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Agadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.